Hello and welcome to Living the Wit Life with Wit Ministries. The ministry's leaders on this podcast are, with more than 20 years of experience in ministry and also as a public speaker, Jared Wackenfuss. Also with 20 plus years as an entrepreneur and a leader in the marketing industry, Troy Foster. And I'm Matt Russell and I'm the director of Walking in Truth Ministries or WIT Ministries. We're so excited that you're joining us here today. And as we discuss today's topic and how that can help you in living the WIT life. So everybody, we're excited to, to have you again this week. I uh, wanted to welcome you to our podcast, the um, Living the Wit Life podcast. I've got with me here today, Jared Walkenfoos. Say hey, Jared. Hey, Jared. Hey, Matt. Exactly. I'm glad to be here. Exactly. And I'm Matt Russell. Um, Troy is actually, he's usually with us. Troy is at a conference this week. And so uh, he's unable to make it on the podcast this week. We will miss him. But I'm telling you right now that with Jared on here, you're not going to be lacking the knowledge. So, oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> likewise, likewise, yeah, Mr. Russell. So um, today we're actually going to talk about um, a pretty serious topic. We're going to talk about facing your hurts and wounds. And we're going to um, really just kind of have a conversation talking through that. And hopefully it's going to be something I know preparing for this podcast and this conversation uh, it was something that really blessed me and helped me. And I'm hoping that it'll do the same for you. How about you, Jared? Did it help you out? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, and during the course of life, I've come across a lot of people who have dealt with hurts and uh, a lot of people that have been wounded, even in, in the church, um, in the church world yeah. and whatnot. Uh, there's people everywhere who are walking around and they're hurting. And uh, I mean, we've all dealt with hurts uh, in the past and um, it's, it's good to talk about topics like this and you know as uncomfortable as it might be sometimes um sometimes we just need to talk about it so i'm glad we're approaching this issue uh in the podcast today matt yes i mean i know that for some men this is something that's really uncomfortable oh, for us. come on oh extremely yeah. men don't like to talk about it in fact oh, boy no it's um i think i heard a pastor once say that boys uh end up with a lot of hurt feelings but men learn to work through their feelings so wow. that's that's not i don't think i mean I, I heard it it was great it was part of a really good message but i think that specific line can be a little misleading so i want us to make sure that we jump into to that and helping people but there's all kinds of different types of hurts i know uh or different types of wounds like you mentioned one a church wound I know um, with our men's ministry, we've we've been able to help a lot of men who have father wounds or uh, maybe the loss of a loved one. That's a big one. That's a big hurt. Um, so maybe it's sometimes it's just the breakup. It's a relationship hurt. Uh, those are big ones. Can you think of any others? Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, uh, the relationship, whether it's a, a loss of just a severed relationship because you mutually decide to part ways or if something tragic happens, you know, I was a hospice chaplain for about a year and a half and um, watching people let go of their loved ones as their loved ones are getting ready to transition into eternity. And just watching that can create some wounds. And a lot of times it brings 
wounds to the surface, you know, uh, between family mm -hmm. members and things like that. And uh, as a chaplain, you know, you're trained to come into these uh, crisis situations. And uh, it's not always easy because people a lot of times are coming from various backgrounds and dealing with those type of uh, situations and, and wounds and hurts and different things like that, that come to the surface during trying times um, really taught me a lot, but it was a very challenging, uh, a challenging year and a half. And I, um, I just want to tip my hats off my hat off to anybody in that industry. I think uh, people that are in the hospice uh, hospice care are definitely just saints, man. They're just amazing people that I think you really need to be called to that area. And um, I was thankful for the time I was there, but I uh, was, uh, I was glad to be out of it and hand it over to somebody else, to be honest with you. Mm -hmm. I didn't understand that. Um, you know, as a coach, one of the things that always hits me when we start talking about hurts and wounds, um, one of, I know many of us have heard this from coaches, but um, I worked with a coach who was really big into this. He would tell the, the athletes, there's a difference between an injury and a hurt. There's a big okay. difference between being hurt and truly being injured is the big thing. In fact, these, these kids, these student athletes respected that man so much that it actually came back to bite him a little bit. He was telling me a story that um, he told the athletes, he said, unless you're injured, you, um, unless you're actually injured, you stay on the field. And if you are injured, you find every way that you can to get off of the field. I mean, basically he's, he's telling them, put this big fear into them that you do whatever you can to get off. Well, there was a kid. I didn't not to laugh at the thing, but the story that he shared was he had one athlete who actually broke his leg and had a compound fracture. Oh, wow. And he is army crawling off of the field and he's screaming out during a football game. He's, He's like, I'm coming, coach. I'm getting off as fast as I can. <laughs> like, oh, wow. No, lay down. I mean, there's there's a big difference between an injury and a hurt. Well, there's the same thing when you talk about hurts and wounds. There's a difference between them. Yeah. What, um, what, I know what, what is that face. difference? Well, well we what all face hurts. That's okay. a big thing. Every one of us. I know that someone could say something to me that hurts my feelings. Um, I could have someone who set me up for failure and then knowing that hurts me. A hurt is something that could impact me uh, for sure. But it's it's basically when someone does something against us, it causes a hurt. It causes yeah. us to feel an emotion that would be a negative emotion, whether it be sadness, whether it be um, a, a real somber, just weeping cry. It doesn't matter. A hurt is when, um, like, someone does something like that. Now, that's of course an emotional hurt. In uh, yeah. spiritual hurt, you can also get the same kind of thing. A physical hurt would be, you know, you you slam your finger in the door, and Al, that hurt. It's a warning that your body gives off to you and saying, if you don't remove your finger from that situation right now, there's going to be some serious damage. That's kind of what the hurt is. It's a warning sign. It's it's letting you know that something was wrong. Something did not happen like it normally should happen. So whether it's physical, okay. whether it's emotional, whether it's spiritual, it's, it's the emotional response or it's uh, your body telling you something's not right. That's really where I see hurt as being. 
you kind of get anything different for Hurt? Yeah, no, I I uh, totally agree with that. In fact, it reminded me of, uh, you know, the saying that you've probably heard, and a lot of people have heard it, uh, that hurt people hurt people. And a lot of times when you're dealing with a hurt, um, mm-hmm. you tend to sometimes not react the way that you probably should, that would be appropriate. And then, And believe it or not, this just popped into my head. I've got a story. <laughs> I will go for it. Story time. I love Jerry. Jerry time. Here you go. So I was just rem- reminded of this story as we were talking about this subject. It just came up uh, in my memory and I want to share it with you. So I had a friend named Troy, not Troy Foster. I have a Troy Foster friend who's not with us today, but he's at a conference. But there's another man named Troy and he's a, a minister. And he was talking about when he was growing up, he grew up in Nebraska and in Nebraska, you have some cornfields and um, his mom and dad could always tell where Troy was, even if he was playing in the cornfield because he had a dog, get this named blue. He had a dog named blue. It's a true story. He had a dog named blue and that dog would run the side of the cornfield and be keeping his eye on Troy. So anywhere where Troy went, that dog was right there. They're like, oh, Troy's playing in the cornfield. Okay, no problem. Well, one day, Troy got off the bus from school and he was coming home. And um, he was reminiscing about this story. And then later on in life, he was uh, telling us in his message what the Lord revealed to him, okay, in this story. So remember, Troy and his dog named Blue are super close. They're tight. So he's getting off the bus and he's walking down the driveway to, to his house there on the farm and he sees blue and blue is coming towards him. Okay. And he can kind of tell that he's not moving real fast and it looks like he might be limping. And as he gets closer to blue, he realizes he's limping and he's bleeding. So out of instinct, he rushes over to blue. He bends down and blue bites him in the arm. And he has he bent down, bent down to grab him and pick him up. Blue bit him in the arm. He ends up dropping blue. And and he's like, What's wrong with you? He starts yelling at me. He's a he's a kid. Okay. He doesn't know. He's a what's wrong with you? I'm your friend. I'm trying to help you. What's wrong with you? And that's when later on in life he finds himself in a church that I happen to be sitting in the pew and he's telling this story. And he said, God has brought me back to that memory. And what he's revealed to me in that is hurt people, hurt people. And, um, he, you know, he was his friend. Troy would never hurt that dog. He loved that dog. Troy was just trying to help. But, you know, even as, as, as friends and family, sometimes we try to help people who are hurting in a situation. And if we're not careful and using wisdom, sometimes they can react out of their hurt and then we can get hurt. And then pretty soon there's a cycle of hurt, hurting, hurt, and pretty soon it's back and forth. And next thing you know, at five, 10, 10 years later, you're not talking to your brother or sister anymore. And that's unfortunate. So dealing with hurts and wounds, dude, I'm telling you, this is an important topic. And I think somebody's going to get blessed, even if by accident, by listening to this podcast. <laughs> I just, I believe it right now. Someone is hearing this. Maybe they heard that story and went, wow, light bulbs went off in relationships and things where people have bit at them, you know, out of mm-hmm. their hurt situation. And maybe they've taken it personally. I just want you to know right now, God's given you an opportunity to change those things around. And uh, 
yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see where things going. So yeah, thanks a lot for your explanation about hurts and wounds. Let's talk about wounds a little bit now. Kind of unpack that for me a little bit, teacher. Well, I'm, I know that some people give me a little bit of pushback on this, but I think especially when you're talking about a wound, we need to, we need to decipher these, uh, a hurt from a wound. Um, I think a hurt is that warning. It's that initial, it's that the experience from loss. It's, you know, the pain, the emotional feeling or physical feeling or something that you have when, when something's just not right or something went wrong, but the wound is really the result of ignoring the hurt. Oh, okay. I think whenever I, I face a hurt, you know, uh, I know one of the things that with our ministry, we, we try to really help people with, with this. I mean, this is something that there's so many people who have bondage and don't know that they do. They have, they're carrying around uh, hurts. They're carrying around wounds and they don't know it. And it could be something, I mean, uh, we've actually had people um, with our Pursuit for Truth uh, ministry, the Pursuit for Truth event. We had some men who, as they're just going through and having this wonderful time and an encounter with God, and then God tells them or shares them, shows them something that they've been carrying. And I know yeah. so many men who have just reacted so strongly from that and just saying, I didn't know. I didn't know. And the rea like you said, hurt people hurt people. Well, if yeah. you don't know that it's there, think of the damage that you can do not knowing. But I'm sorry, I'm getting off track there. So hurts and wounds. When you have a hurt and you don't address it, that yeah. leads to a wound. And that means that you're going to start reacting differently to different circumstances because you never address the hurt. The, the hurt, uh, like, for example, an easy one, a church, whenever someone has faces some kind of a has a church wound, and we, we've heard that, or a father wound, but in this case, we'll go to church. So say if someone's attending a church, and then uh, something there with the leadership, someone said something that was hurtful to this person. Yeah. Now, whether they intended it or not, it doesn't matter. It's the perception of the receiver. Right. So it was perceived to be hurtful. Well, rather than face it, that uh, individual just stopped going to church. Mm. They just stopped going. So rather than facing the hurt, it became a church wound. That now they've got friends who are coming up to them and they're saying, man, we have a great time. We've got this, this cookout coming up this weekend. You should join us. And they're like, really, where is it going to be? He said, oh, it's over here at this church. And they hear the word church and they immediately go, no, I don't want anything to do with church. Right. Has nothing to do with that church. Has nothing to do with those people. Has nothing to do with anything. But that wound is still causing problems and it's becoming an obstacle for them because they never face the hurt. That's what we need to do. We need to deal with the hurt. And there's different ways that we un we deal with hurt unhealthily, if that's a word. I could have just made that. We There's ways that we deal with hurts in an unhealthy manner. That's better. But then there's mm -hmm. another way that yeah. you um, – there's another way that um, there is a healthy way to deal okay. with hurts. And yeah. it might not be what people think. Right. So what I'm hearing you say is um, whether you have a hurt or you have a wound, there's a need for you to have some healing. 
And you can either get that healing sooner while it's still just a hurt or later on, you can have a healing of a wound. But either way, you need that healing process to intervene somehow. And one of the things that I was thinking about that came to my mind while you were talking and talking about hurts and different things like that, growing up with six older brothers, um, my mom was kind of a makeshift nurse. She had to be um, because of the bumps and bruises and scrapes from the high-level discussions, aka wrestling matches that we would have in our house between the brothers. Um, but uh, every once in a while, we'd have a little boo-boo, you know, a little scratch or a scrape or something. And I remember my mom at night, she would say, well, maybe you need to take the bandage off of that, um, that scrape or whatever and let some air get to it. Don't cover it up all the time. Let some air get to it so it can scab over and it can heal and all that stuff. And I'm like, okay, cool. So um, I found out she was kind of right. You, you know, kind of let need to let that uh, wound or that hurt be exposed a little bit and um, allow some healing to come in and in whatever uh, shape or form that it, that it comes. But um, one of the things that I've discovered, you mentioned men, uh, a lot of times um, end up with wounds that they didn't take care of, but they started off as a hurt. They didn't take care of it. And then all of a sudden now they have these wounds that they've been carrying around for a long time. And then a lot of times it doesn't come to the surface until an opportunity where they get away and uh, they allow themselves to let, I'll just say it this way, let some air, air into the situation. They, they take the bandage off or get the layers get peeled off to where they allow themselves to just um, be to the point where they say, Hey, you know what? Um, I'm walking with a limp. There's something wrong. I don't know why, but I have this issue in this area and um, I'm wounded. And all of a sudden, as they face that, healing can begin to come. And uh, that's, uh, that's important. That's one of the things um, I was thinking about is, you know, you know, the question could be, what's the point of facing your hurts? Well, there's some um, serious effects of not, a face, not facing your hurts. And uh, there's some definite benefits to facing your hurts as long as you're getting that healing that you need, you know? So that's kind of, um, kind of where I was kind of thinking that things might go as we started our discussion. I think there's probably a lot of people that, um, will gain a little bit of insight and, you know, you mentioned the definitions of wounds and hurts. And I mean, we have to have some type of a, a starting point or a, a common ground, so to speak. So, um, the, the definition of a wound is being a hurt that you haven't dealt with. Um, I think it's a good definition, at least for this podcast and for our listeners that can kind of help with the rest of our conversation. So thanks for um, spelling that out. Oh, yeah, I think, um, as you just said, you know, I'm thinking about the we're talking about the importance of facing it and dealing with it and letting air. And that really that really uh, hit me in the fact that what happens when we don't do that? You know, we, right. we kind of discussed a little bit, but I, I think that when, I mean, if you don't deal with the hurt, you end up with a wound. You end up with an actual injury that changes. Well, the thing that we know is God made everyone on purpose. God called every single one of us to that purpose, to some great thing. God gave us gifts, talents, passions, desires, 
all of those things. And God said, not only did um, I make you to have, you know, a good future, a prosperous future, but I made you intentionally on purpose. Yeah. When we don't face our hurts, when we, when they fester and become a wound, um, ultimately they become obstacles. They stop us from becoming what we're supposed to be. Those obstacles, mm-hmm. they, I believe that when I'm hurt, I'm not going to react the same way. And so think, we have a spiritual battle. It, it's not flesh and blood. It's a spiritual battle. And that's why earlier we were talking about hurts and I talked about the physical and emotional. I added spiritual too. Yeah. We don't think about that as much, but that's more important. If the enemy can cause a hurt, if the enemy can uh, lead us down, I mean, we have choice in the matter. I mean, please, we have choice. In fact, with hurts, you have the choice to uh, face it or not. We have choice, okay? But the enemy can still try to direct us, lead us, guide us into a bad path, which leads to more hurts. One of the things being a, being a coach and a teacher at a school and having young, soon-to-be adults and you know older adolescents is, um, as you're watching them grow up, it, it amazes me how many wounds, how many hurts that those kids are faced with at such a young age. Right. But then I started, actually, I had one student in particular, one student who um, I knew there, this could be a situation. Um, he was kind of having a little bit of a moment and I, he was in the eighth grade and I walked into the classroom and I quietly just asked all the other kids, just go ahead and go out in the hallway, please, if you could. And I closed the door. And as I'm doing that, I'm looking around the room and I'm, I'm looking for something, anything, any sharp object, not for me, mm. but to protect him. I'm looking right. to get everything that would be a danger to him and just slowly kind of walk over to this desk, grab the scissors, put it in my back pocket, walk over to this, grab the, you know, the ruler. Go grab. So I was quietly talking to this student as I was also going around and grabbing anything that could be a danger to him if he were to get his hands on it. And I got everything, but I missed one thing. On the teacher's desk, there was a pair of safety scissors. Oh, and I, I, what are safety scissors doing in eighth graders class? But I'm thankful that there are safety scissors, but he's, he was faced with so much pain. So many hurts. He just thought, what what's a better way to to deal with them than just to end his life so he literally walked over to the desk grabbed those safety scissors put them to his throat and squeezed wow. their safety scissors so they're not supposed to cut skin well he squeezed so hard that he left a bruise on his neck and it barely cut the skin if those would have mm. been the other scissors that i picked up he would have killed himself wow but why would a 14 year old kid have that much pain mm. now that that was a big eye opener now i it wasn't that moment that i knew it but i that was um i was able to share with him some great insight because i talked to him i said that's that's not good that you did that that's yeah. not good at all right. but what do you think drove you to it mm. says so because you've been facing all this pain and you never dealt with it wow. you've never been shown how to deal with it you don't believe you have anyone that you can share 
this information with. So you have literally gotten to the point where it would be easier for you to end your life. I said, so now let's think the enemy comes to kill, steal, and destroy. God made you for great things. So the enemy, the old, they can only see as far out as potential. The enemy doesn't see mm -hmm. throughout all time. God does. Right. But the enemy can see that potential that's laid out before you. So if that enemy sees that upcoming potential in your life, wouldn't it be easier for him rather than have to face you as a amazing man of God? Wouldn't it be easier just to have you in your life? Hmm. Yeah. And it was eye-opening for him. Hmm. He thought, that's true. And then he directed that pain to the right source. Yeah. It's not me. It's not the other kids. It's not his homework. It's not his teacher. It's not his mom. It's not, it's the enemy. It's the enemy trying to put an end to his life. Well, the thing yeah. is, if we don't face our hurts, if we don't do anything, if we don't face it, it's going to cause some damage. And it's going to be damage to ourselves, our lives, but it's going to be damage to our relationships and even damage to those people around us who love us. Right. That is so good. You know, um, in the several years that I was a youth pastor, I came across a lot of, a lot of kids that have problems and they're not kid sized problems. They're problems. They're life size problems for those individuals. So, um, my heart just was breaking as you were telling that story, because there are a lot of people that are dealing with hurts. And one of the things I always tried to do when I was, um, a youth pastor was prepare messages that would equip the young people on how to deal with some of these hurts. And I, I thumbed through some of the um, information that I had tucked away in some binders. And I came across this message that I prepared uh, oh, several years back called handling hurts and heartaches. And I've got just six, six little things here, six different steps to help people handle hurts and heartaches. And I thought it would be appropriate to kind of share some of those things Right now, I actually went into my binders. I got a lot of binders and little bits and stories and different things like that. In fact, um, now I probably now would probably be a good time for me to shamelessly plug my podcast. I don't know if you know this or not, but I have a podcast, Matt. Uh, and uh, the podcast is called Lessons from the Junk Drawer with Jared W. And of course, I'm Jared W., Jared Walkenfuss. And on that podcast, I share little tidbits of stories that I've collected along the way and used in messages or um used in presentations or different things like that, as well as uh, real life encounters. And I'll also have some people on there to uh, share some of their life experiences. And it's all based around helping people to be inspired and encouraged and discover hope. So that is Lessons from the Junk Drawer with Jared W. Anyway, the shameless plug is over. And now let's get to the meat of something that our listeners today on Living the Wit Life, Walking in Truth Ministries can actually take away as some things that could help them to potentially handle or help them to handle the hurts in a better way. It's not perfect, but it's at least something. Okay. And uh, so here it was um, what, number one in handling hurts and heartaches is this. It's okay to cry. It's mm -hmm. okay to cry. And, you know, for young people, sometimes showing emotion and different things like that, especially young boys, is they, you know, have been taught wrongly that real men don't cry. Well, I'm, let me tell you something. Jesus himself, the realest of the real, the manliest of the man, 
um, he cried. And I, I prove it in uh, the Bible. In John 11, 35, it says, Jesus wept. And that was at the point when, when um, his friend Lazarus was, um, you know, had died in the tomb and the Mary went and, and got him and said, Jesus, come on, let's go. You know, um, he's dead and, you know, he's died and uh, my brother's dying and, and I need you to come. And when he got there, um, he recognized that, hey, come and see, Lord. And, and then and this is where we laid him. And Jesus got there, apparently what a lot of people think would have been too late. But um, for Jesus, he knew it wasn't too late, but yet he felt the emotion of that moment. And it says he wept. And it's also one of the verses that a lot of young people memorize because it's only um, two words long and they think they can get credit, you know, chalk it up on their, you know, gold star. Jesus wept. Oh, yeah. Good job. But it's okay to cry. So when you're in the middle of, um, of hurts and stuff, uh, and maybe you've heard this saying, sometimes you just need a good cry, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> so that's, that's the first thing that I gave them. The second thing is you are not alone. You're not alone. And a lot of times that's the enemy and his deception is you're the only one dealing with this. You're the only one that deals with this hurt. It's just you just get over it. It's just you. You're, you're the one you're, you're the only one that deals with this type of hurt. So why don't you just take yourself out, you know, go and just check out. It'd be easier, you know? Uh, and he just lies to us. But in 1 Corinthians 10, 13, it says, no temptation has seized you except what is common to man. That means there's nothing new under the sun. But here's the good news in all of this. If that's the case and everybody's tempted and, and, and um, goes through, everybody goes through different hurts and um, people maybe saying mean things to them or doing, doing things to them that are, are unkind, then what about God? Where's God in that moment? And where are my friends? I'm all alone. But the good news is you're never all alone. He'll always be there for you. And um, in Deuteronomy 31, 6, it says, be strong and courageous. Uh, do not be afraid or terrified because of them. For the Lord your God goes with you. And it says, and he will never leave you nor forsake you. That means he's there for you through thick and thin. So it's okay to cry. You're not alone. The third thing is encourage yourself and the Lord. Sometimes we need to be our own best cheerleaders. When we're dealing with a hurt and all of our friends maybe are turned against us, we need to encourage ourselves. And we get that example from David. David and his tribe is experiencing an amazing tragedy. And you maybe know this story in 1 Samuel uh, chapter 30. And they come back and their whole village is wiped out and devastated. And it says this, and, um, and, um, Basically, and it's First Samuel 30, verses 1 through 8. Uh, you can read that, and you can read to the point where the men come back, and um, they're, they're weeping over their sons and their daughters and the loss of life that they've experienced. And it says they wept until they had no more strength to weep. But it also said that, and David was greatly distressed for the people's sake, or for the people spake of stoning him. They were ready to stone him. He's the leader, because, of course, it's his fault. Anything right. bad that happens in, in life, um, it's the leader's fault, you know, whether it's your boss or the president or whoever, it's it's their fault because it's a bad thing to happen. You're you're to blame. 
But what does he do? It says this in verse 6 of 1 Samuel 30. It says, And David was greatly distressed, for the people spake of stoning him, because uh, the souls of all the people uh, were they, they were grieved, and every man for his sons and, and for his daughters. And it says this, But David encouraged himself in the Lord his God. He encouraged himself in the Lord his God. So it's okay to cry. You're not alone. Encourage yourself in the Lord. The fourth thing is a huge one. It's forgive yourself. So you find yourself in a hurt or a heartache and you need to forgive yourself and others. And the Bible is pretty clear about forgiving yourself and others. And in Matthew 6, uh, 12 through 15, we talk, uh, the, the, the Lord talks about, um, or talking about the Lord's prayer. It says, forgive us our sins, just as we have forgiven those who sinned against us. And do not let us yield to temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. If you forgive those who sin against you, your heavenly father will forgive you. But if you refuse to forgive others, your father will not forgive you of your sins. And uh, basically, in, um, in short, um, simpler terms, it's, hey, don't hold a grudge mm-hmm. and forgive, you know. And one of the things I think is a, a misconception about forgiveness is that if I choose to forgive somebody because of the wrong thing they did or said, then I'm condoning it or I'm accepting it as okay. And the, the reality is this. Here's an illustration. If you can imagine a bag, imagine like a, a bag um, – a pretty good size bag, maybe like a duffel bag or an army bag or something like that, something pretty good size. And if you were to imagine everything that happened to you in life, and um, maybe it was an unkind word, a boss, uh, you know, was you were um, treated unfairly at work and you go, okay, I'm going to take this. I'm going to put it in the bag. Somebody called you a name, four eyes. You're too fat. You're too slow. You'll never amount to anything. You put it in the bag. Um, something happens to you. You, um, you know, somebody breaks up with you and, and they lie about you or whatever. And you put that in the bag. Pretty soon you're carrying this bag around. And um, a lot of times we carry that bag around and think, I'm, um, I'm justified to hold these grudges in this bag, whether it's a church hurt, whatever it is, where I'm justified to that, to do that because what they did or said was wrong. Okay. Um, and uh, you carry it around. And then but one of the things it does, it just weighs you down. And what I teach young people and other people that I, I speak to is we got to let go of that bag because the reality is this, when you let the go, go of that bag, that allows you to raise both hands up in the air to look to where your help comes from. And that's from the Lord. And the bag is still there. And here's the deal. It doesn't change the content of what's in that bag. If it was bad, it remains bad. It's not good to sexually molest a young child. If that happened to you, guess what? It's bad, it's evil, it will never be good. But the reality is this, you forgiving the person who did that to you doesn't say that you're justifying that action that was um, was uh, perpetrated upon you. But what it's saying is by you forgiving it is you're not gonna let that define you. You're not gonna let that weigh you down from being who God intended you to be. And there is there is great healing when you, allow forgiveness to come in your life through that way. So that was probably where I spent the majority of my time when I would talk with young people is on that area of forgiveness and not holding grudges. And um, the fifth thing is just stay connected. Uh, don't isolate yourself. Uh, there's a thing about um, having solitude moments. Jesus did that. We encourage that. But isolating yourself when you're hurt is 
not necessarily the best thing. Um, it can lead to all, all different kinds of uh, um, hurts and, and it can just lead to things festering and you're alone with your own thoughts and stuff. And sometimes you need to be around other people. And, um, and in Hebrews 10, 22 through 25, you can read that and where it talks about, you know, not forsaking the assembly together the, of the brothers and things like that and the meeting together. And that doesn't mean just church. I think it means your Christian community, whatever that looks like, whether it's a, a small group or maybe it's your neighborhood group, or maybe it's a family member that you just can confide in or a best friend. Don't shut people out. You need to stay connected. And sixth, uh, finally, sixth thing in dealing with hurts and heartaches is uh, to take time alone with God. Take that time alone with God because of anybody who would understand about people leaving them alone, betraying him and um, having, you know, uh, things said about you or done to you, whether verbally or physically, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ can relate to that. And, um, you know, just take that time to be alone with Jesus and with, with the father. And, uh, the, the thing about, about that is he is the one who can help you with your, your hurts and, uh, keep them from becoming wounds that will cripple you through the rest of your spiritual growth. And he wants to do that and be that for you. And in the book of, um, Isaiah, we read in 61 verse one, Isaiah prophesies about this, very fact how God is there for you and wants to heal you. And in Luke, uh, Jesus reads it from the scrolls. If you remember that story, he goes in, he reads this from the scrolls, the sc scrolls, excuse me. And, and he also fulfilled it. He said this in Luke 4, 18, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the broken hearted. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right there to heal the broken hearted. And, um, and to set people free to be who God intends them to be. So those are just six things. Hopefully they'll be beneficial, uh, for you. And, um, you know, especially that number four, you know, forgiving, forgiving yourself and others. Uh, and I think forgiving ourselves is, is sometimes the biggest hurdle when we're dealing with a hurt and, uh, maybe it was partially self-inflicted and you go, man, I can't believe I did that again, or I can't believe I did that. And you try to beat and you start beating yourself up for, uh, for those things and stuff. But here's some good news for you. It's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. Because mm -hmm. here's what I know, Matt, if you feel that you've messed up and you've created such a mess that God is not able to forgive it, then he's not God. Mm -hmm. But the good news is no mess is so big that he can't forgive it. And the reality is he already has. And all mm -hmm. you need to do is accept his help so that you can find that healing and then ultimately become who he has created you to be. So that's what I've shared with them. And, and I know that was a little bit lengthy, but it was actually uh, quite a bit shorter than the message uh, when I preached it live to the kids, uh, the youth and the other people that I've come across. But uh, there you go. That was a, a little sermon in a nutshell. Boom. Boom. I love it. That was, that was great. And I, I think that there's going to be a lot of people. I know that for me, that was good to hear all of those six. Um, I mean, we have conversations about this stuff all the time, but it's a good reminder 
that this is a practical way that you can go and just make sure you're following down these steps and it'll help you as you're facing hurts and wounds and forgiveness is a big key. I think one more thing to, to add to that, one more fallacy that I feel a lot of people, when they're looking at forgiveness, they think that they have to actually go to the individual themselves. Mm. And that's not always true. That's not. Yeah. Now, is it good? Like if Jared said something, you know, that hurt my feelings, should I go and talk directly to Jared? Yes, that's yes. what we should do. That's what believers should do. Right. But if it's something that I've held on to and I've festered and I put it in my bag and I'm carrying this bag around and then all of a sudden I think, uh, you know, I'm at this big event and people are talking about forgiveness and, and I realize, oh my goodness, Jared said that one thing and it really hurt my feelings. Wow. Mm -hmm. And I've been carrying it around this whole time. I need to call Jared. You know, the reality is if I call Jared, uh, now I know Jared wouldn't say Matt who, but, right. <laughs> but still, if I call up Jared and I say, Hey man, you know, back 10 years ago, you said this one thing and it really hurt my feelings. What mm. am I now putting on him? I yeah. mean, now this has not been an issue for him for this whole time. Right. I mean, I He's even not remember the one carrying the bag. Right. I am. Mm, that's a good point. So I don't need to go all the way to him. Don't put that on yourself to think that, well, who else hurt me in my life? Because sometimes when we start going down this path, when you start to feel the freedom from facing your hurts, well, don't you know you want to get rid of all of them? You want to face yeah. them all. You're like, okay, that was, I feel good. Where's some more? Well, yeah, but the one you go to is God. The forgiveness, yeah. you need to forgive them, but you need to tell God you forgave them. You don't have to go to them to say it. Right. You don't have to. Now, if you're, some, if you're able to, that's good. That's healthy. But it's not something that, well, they've died. I can't ever say anything. Oh, no. Right. That's go a good point. God. Yeah. That's it. Are you concerned about what the future holds? Are you confident that the retirement plans that you have today will still be secure tomorrow? Let us help you by clearing up the uncertainty. This is Matt Russell, the director of WIT Ministries. Many of us at Walking in Truth Ministries are bivocational, working in our ministry as well as in the financial services industry at Win Big Financial Group. We help people to build a tax-free and risk-free retirement. Give me a call at 817-903-2575 to support our ministry and to secure your family's financial future. Again, Call today at 817-903-2575. Thank you and God bless. Just two quick points and I'm going to hand it back over to Jared. Uh, one, I wanted to add this, Psalm 34, 18. God draws near to the brokenhearted. Oh, good. That's, good. That's something good. He's He draws near to you. Just know he's there. Now, there's there's ways to face there, there's ways to face hurts there's also confusion that sometimes happen with hurts um for me whenever i read from job it confuses me to no end but just realize that in job he starts off in the very beginning 
and he's one of the wealthiest people around. And he's got 7,000 sheep, 3,000 camels, 500 yoke of oxen, 500 female donkeys. He's got many servants and all kinds of stuff. He's got seven sons and three daughters. So he's got 10 children. He's got all these possessions. And the thing is, God and Satan are having this little bit of back and forth. And I mean, for those of you who don't know the story, you can go in and read it. I'm not going to go through in depth. There's so much wealth in this so much rich um just bible right here but here's the deal a servant comes and knocks on the door while he's having his dinner not the servant but job job's having dinner the servant comes to the door yeah and then he says hey i'm sorry but and then he gave bad news he gave bad news and it happened over and over and over again the bad news was so and so came in raided killed all of your sons and daughters they're dead I was the only one who got away. And then the, the Bible says, as he was still speaking, came another servant. So he didn't get any time in between. Yeah. He didn't get to go sit back down. He didn't get to face that. And then the next servant came up and said the same thing about the donkeys, about the oxen, about everything. He went from having all these things to having nothing but him and the yeah. servants who are now messengers <laughs> it's like thanks thanks yeah. for giving me the message but the thing was the next phrase this is the thing that confuses me as soon as it's all done as soon as it's all finished job arose tore his robe shaved his head which is all kind of fast but anyways but he fell to the ground and he worshiped he just had his entire life turned upside down and this is where we get the, the song uh, a lot of people are familiar with. But he said, naked I came from my mother's womb, and naked I shall return. The Lord gave, and the Lord has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. He blessed him. Yeah. He praised God. He praised him, even though he was just faced with this loss. Because sometimes we are facing hurts, and it's because we are not seeing the big picture. Mm -hmm. the second story to share real quick has a lot to do with that by the way if you go and you read the end of job i mean there's a lot of conversations he's got some friends they're kind of chatting back and forth on how could you be this way why can't i mean they're just back and forth all the way through it but the very end job was faithful now there was a point when he questioned and god put him in his place and that is a great scripture to go read i love the sarcasm in it mm -hmm. uh, basically job just says he's questioning and god says wait a second were you there when I made the heaven and the earth? Oh, no, wait, that was me. I mean, it's just kind of that kind of attitude. Yeah. But anyways, at the very end, he gives him double. He gives Job back double what he had before, including his sons and daughters. Some people think he had 10, and now in the end, he gives him 10. That's not double. No, because the other ones are in heaven. Mm. So he now has 20. But anyways, um, for me personally, my story, uh, my salvation experience was similar to that. It wasn't something that I faced, but I got to witness. But there was a tragic bus crash. And there was wow. a man whose son died on this youth bus crash. There were four people who died, one of which was this man's son. This man lost his wife in the year before to cancer. So he just lost his wife and now his only son 
died on a youth trip in a bus crash. And we're there Sunday. This happened on Friday. We're there on Sunday. And he's up on stage singing worship with the worship team. He is mic'd up on stage singing praises to God two days after his son died in a car accident or a bus crash. And I'm blown away. And I'm thinking, how could he do that? And so the media, there's guests, there's all kinds of people, all kinds of chaos going on. And after the service is over, there's people who find out about this man. And, you know, that his son was one of the ones that died. The media went and were trying to get to him. And he, we were trying to protect him. And he said, no, 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 let him come to me. Let's go. So sat right in front of the, the journalists and the media. And they've got their cameras rolling. And they're sitting there and they're asking him all these questions. And they're asking questions, trying to get him to say negative things about God. Mm. They're leading him into wow. saying negative things about God because of this, this situation, this hurt that he faced. And he said, stop right there. And this next phrase is what blew me away. And this next phrase is what changed my life. He said, I know where my son is today. Mm. Think of that. Wow. I know where my son is today. And if one person comes to know Christ because of his death, then praise God. Wow, that is truly powerful. And and one of the things that I was thinking about as you were sharing that story is the fact that we mentioned it earlier, everybody deals with hurts. Everybody has the potential to have wounds in their life. And it's how we deal with those hurts when they happen. Are we going to um, take godly counsel? Are we going to do some things that are going to help us to get to a place of healing? Or are we going to isolate ourselves and run away or, or nurse those hurts and things like that. You can either run away from God or you can run to God. And my encouragement to anybody listening today, today's podcast is run to God because he is a healer. He's a healer of the brokenhearted. He's there for you. And I've just, um, as difficult as, of a topic as this is to really talk about, because a lot of people don't want to talk about it. I've enjoyed it. And I just want to tell you guys, if you're a man out there, I want to tell you about an opportunity. You don't have to get it all together before you go to the hospital, men. You know, we think, well, it's got to be really, really bad before I go, or I don't need to go do the checkup. Guess what? You should go do the checkup. Okay. You know, when you're 40 or 50, whatever, and um, just get get the checkup done just to see if there's anything in there that you don't know about. Well, one of the ways you can get a checkup done in your life is to be around other men who are also hurt and flawed. And you can do that at Walking in Truth's um, Men's Pursuit for Truth, which is coming up March 4th through the 7th. And if you go to walkingintruthministries.org, you can find out more details there and get registered and signed up. It's going to be great time. I'm going to be there. Matt's going to be there. We're going to be there just um, watching God as he takes a group of men that are just flawed and just being real. And we're going to have a good time. We're going to have, uh, there'll be some fun times. There'll be food and um, there'll be some good teaching and there'll be, there'll be food. And um, 
there'll be, there'll be, there'll be um, opportunities to just, you know, be outdoors. And we're going to the beautiful uh, Cedar Canyon camp and retreat center. And it's just gorgeous there. And I don't know if I mentioned it or not, but there'll be food and, <laughs> and you can tell one of the reasons I'm going is because I heard there's going to be food there. So you're going to want to be there March 4th through the 7th. And that's the uh, pursuit for truth um, in Cedar Canyon campground. It's in Texas. And I'm looking forward to, to getting there and being there. And uh, what we're going to see happen is kind of what we've been talking about throughout this whole podcast is we're going to see an opportunity for men to come bring, bring some of their baggage with them, but allow God to help them to discover who God intended them to be you and I, and I'm looking forward to serving because we don't want to have that extra weight and we want to move forward with God and be a mighty men of God and um, your family's counting on you. So be there. So that's into my plug. I just thoroughly enjoyed being with you today and uh, I'm looking forward to our next podcast. And this has been living the wit life and, um, I'm just going to sign off and thank you, Matt, for being here and God bless you. This is Matt Russell, the director of Walking in Truth Ministries. And I know that you've heard us in our podcast um, plugging some of the things that we have to offer with our ministry. Uh, more specifically, I know that you've heard us talk about our men's pursuit for truth. And um, the men's pursuit for truth is actually an entry level event. It's a, a level one event. And, um, we have that currently working with our within our men's ministry. Um, we are going to continue to develop the women's pursuit for truth, and then we will be rolling out a women's pursuit for truth event, and a, and a um, schedule for that. So there'll be multiple of those, and then after that, we're looking to roll out our um, marriage pursuit for truth event schedule. Um, but currently within that aspect of our ministry, we're focused on the men first. And um, just because we were able to do that, it worked out better that way. So with the men's pursuit for truth, it is a, like I said, a, an entry level event. And it's, uh, its goal is the goal of the event is for us to take 18 to 24 men um, out and really into the wilderness. Uh, I mean, we stay in cabins and we uh, we eat indoors. We do all that. But we want you to be able to come there for uh, the leaders to teach you different uh, tactics and strategies and things that you can use in your individual life that you can continue to have as a source for you to uh, go down the, the path of pursuing God's truth for your life. Uh, but then we also give you some great elements of things to take home and uh, for your Bible study, for maybe leading Bible study with your family or whatever it is for each individual. But the whole idea is for us just to be able to facilitate an encounter. We want you to come there and then go. We, we have materials for you to go through, but it'll be read these scriptures and then, you know, kind of have some thought questions after that, really some uh, spiritual questions after that, but we want you to go outside, go out into creation and spend some time out there meditating on those scriptures and meditating on those answers. 
when you come back in, we don't say, okay, who got what answer for, you know, what number? We don't do that. That's for you as an individual. That's the way it is right now for the men, and it will be for the women and, again, for marriage. Um, but at being an entry-level event, the Men's Pursuit for Truth will actually allow people, once they've gone through that event, they can come back and serve on a pursuit for truth. Maybe they, they have a friend or a family member that they'd love to to um, get on a pursuit for truth. They want them to go to experience it and be able to have that encounter. Well, they can come back and serve, but they don't have to have a family member. They can just come back and serve uh, anytime that they want to. Uh, I mean, of course, scheduled. But once you've also gone through the Men's Pursuit for Truth, you're eligible for our Level 2 event, which is the Pursuit for Battle Readiness. And again, we're starting with the men's ministry, but it'll grow into the women's and into marriage. But the idea of the battle readiness event is just like Ephesians 6.12 tells us, we face a spiritual battle. It's not a battle of flesh and blood. Well, what are we doing in our lives to help prepare us for that spiritual battle? Most people really don't pay attention. They just become a victim of it. And um, we don't like that. We want to be able to to equip people and empower them to be able to uh, be more on the offensive rather than the defensive when it comes to that spiritual battle. So we help to um, help people to become more battle ready within their spiritual disciplines, you know, showing them with prayer and worship and fasting and, and uh, Bible study and things like that, but also to become more battle ready with their giving, become more battle ready with their relationships with their leading, with their parenting, with their business, with anything, just with life. In every aspect of life, we want to teach, we're going to educate, we're going to empower, and we're going to equip the people and then send them out to actually be more prepared for battle. Uh, so that's the level two event. And that also, uh, we have that. It will roll out whenever we have had enough people go through the level one, Men's Pursuit for Truth, that we have a bigger bucket to kind of go to to see who would like to come back on a level two. So as of right now, we have scheduled March 4th through 7th of 2021. We have our next Men's Pursuit for Truth. There's still room on there. You can go to walkingintruthministries.org and you can go to the upcoming events tab and then you can go ahead and register. There's a, um, a link for the fillable PDF on there. And then there's also a place where you can go ahead and pay on that um, page. But um, we will have more. Our goal is to have between four and six this year. March is the first of 2021. So we're going to have more for you to go on. So if you're interested in a future date, let us know. You can email us at um, witministries.tx at gmail.com. You can send that uh, and just say, or you can give us a call. You can give us a call at, um, actually, my cell phone is the office uh, number right now, and it is 817-903-2575. Again, this is Matt Russell, the director. You can call and ask about future events that will be coming up uh, because we're wanting to post the current ones until that's full, and then we'll post the future ones. Uh, we're looking possibly for late May, early June for the next one. But anyways, we have other things in our ministry that I'd like to share with you really quickly. 
for your church. We could come to you, come to your church, and we can put on either a one-day workshop or a two- or three-day seminar or whatever it is that we work out. Maybe it's a one-night event that we just come and you know, spend three hours with your group leaders or your, or your groups or just the church leaders or the the full congregation and whoever wants to come. That will be, of course, up to whatever we work out. But the whole idea is that we could come in and share and teach and put more uh, time into those elements that we're teaching on the Pursuit for Truths. So we can come in and show uh, and then actually put into practice and allow people to to practice it, to fully understand one of those strategies that we teach. And uh, that could help immensely. I know that we did it with our uh, church and with uh, uh, quite a few churches. We were teaching these um, just specifically for the groups in a different way to approach groups. And it has really strengthened the faith uh, and also the group as a whole. They've come closer together and they've all grown closer to God. And that's the whole point that what we want to do. And then, of course, for businesses, we can also come and talk to your leaders, your sales team, office staff, whoever that we could um, that you would like for us to come and talk to. But we can help to prepare them in business, give them tools to help you become more effective, more efficient, to become uh, more of a team. But really, the whole idea is we want people to succeed. We want us all to succeed and we would love to take our experiences and our training and be able to offer that to others. So whether it be for an individual, whether it be for uh, men, women, marriage, uh, whether it be for church or business, we're here to help. And we want everyone to be able to operate more in the truth for every aspect of their life. So reach out to us and let us know, of course, what you think of the podcast. Uh, oh, and by the way, there's also one more podcast. It's a daily reading podcast. It's called Our Daily Portion, and it is, um, it's put out daily. And all it is is I read a scripture, I share a nugget about that scripture, uh, and then say a prayer. So it would be a nice way for people to be able to plug in and get some daily scriptures in their life. Uh, but thank you for your time, and we look forward to you um, dropping in on our next podcast. Thank you for joining us today. You are the reason why we do this podcast, and you are truly a blessing to us. We would love to hear from you. Whether you'd like to comment or ask questions about this episode, give us ideas for future topics to discuss, or if you just need to reach out and hear back from one of us, you can do so by leaving us a message from the podcast or by going to walkingintruthministries.org. And then you could also send us an email at witministries.tx at gmail.com. That is wit, W-I-T, ministries.tx at gmail.com. And finally, it would be a huge blessing to us if you would like our podcast and go to our Walking in Truth Facebook page and by liking us there too. Again, thank you and God bless.